Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is September 30th. Today we are going to start into Isaiah chapter 54. Now I was super excited because Isaiah chapter 54 is one of my husband's favorite chapters in all of the scripture. So I was going to have him come on, talk about it, help me teach about it. But then he went and got the flu. And I think that he did that just so he wouldn't have to help out. (laughs) I'm just kidding. He feels miserable and I feel bad for him. And I feel sad that he can't be here to share some of his amazing insights into this chapter. It really is a beautiful chapter. And I'll try to fill his shoes as best as I can. Now, chapter 54 starts out as a prophecy or a commandment to the last days. Now, let's listen to what's said in verse 2. It says, Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. Now, that can be a little confusing, right? Isaiah is known for speaking in symbols and in parables. And so that's exactly what he's done here. We've got a lot of symbolism. And it could be really easy to read right past that verse and not think much of it. However, that would be a tragedy. Because this chapter is one of the chapters that the Savior taught to the people in the Americas when he came to visit them after his death. He quoted Isaiah chapter 54 to them. And in order to better understand what this verse 2 means, what it means by the tents and the curtains and the cords, we have to understand how the Savior taught it and what he was actually talking about. That's how we're really going to come to better understand these symbols. So the Lord quotes this in 3 Nephi chapter 22. Now, in order to better fully understand the symbols that are being taught here and what the Savior is actually trying to teach with these words, we have to better understand the Book of Mormon and how it was originally published. When the Book of Mormon was originally published, it was published just kind of as a long novel. It wasn't separated into chapters. It wasn't separated into verses. It was just this big block of words, right? And in 1879, Orson Pratt, along with James Talmadge, who was then only 17 years old, began the work of dividing the Book of Mormon up into chapters and into verses. And even though what they did was good and probably inspired, definitely necessary. I can't imagine trying to read the Book of Mormon as a novel and not having the verses and the chapters. However, it does sometimes give us the appearance or give us the idea that time is passing in between each chapter. For example, the Savior is teaching in 3 Nephi 21 and 22, and you might think that there's some time that has passed between chapter 21 and chapter 22, and that is not the case. It went from one to the other. This was just one long sermon that the Savior was teaching. And the reason why that's important is because we can get better context of what verse 2 is talking about, what this tent and the habitations and the cords, we can better understand what all that means when we understand what the Savior was talking about just two or three verses before that. So let's take a look at what the Savior is saying so that we can get some context here. In verse 22 of chapter 21 of 3 Nephi, the Savior teaches, But if they will repent and hearken unto my words and harden not their hearts, I will establish my church among them, 
and they shall come into the covenant and be numbered among the remnant of Jacob unto whom I have given this land for their inheritance. Then you jump over to verse 28, which is right before the change of the chapter. And it says, yea, and then shall the work commence with the father among all nations in preparing the way whereby his people may be gathered home to the land of their inheritance. So here in third Nephi chapter one, the savior is teaching all about the gathering. He's talking about the gathering of Israel, the restoration of the gospel, bringing people into the gospel and into the church. And the reason why that's so important is because here, just two verses later, he's now going to talk about enlarging our tents, stretching forth our curtains, lengthening our cords. That symbol is given and the Savior is quoting Isaiah, specifically this part of Isaiah, so he can help us better understand how to gather Israel how to help him establish the church in the latter days. So with that understanding, with that background, let's take a look at this symbolism here. Because with that background, it makes a lot more sense. When Isaiah says, enlarge the place of thy tent and let him stretch forth the curtains of thy habitations, he's talking about the church. Here, just a couple verses before, he's talking about the gathering, bringing everyone in. And now all of a sudden he quotes Isaiah saying, you know what? You're going to have to make your tents bigger. You're going to have to enlarge your tents, stretch forth your curtains so that there's room for everyone. Lengthen the cords so that the walls are bigger, so that the tent can grow. That is how you will strengthen your stakes, by making room for everyone who wants to enter into the tent. I couldn't love this more. God wants to gather his children to him, and he wants to gather all his children to him. But it's up to us to make sure that we have made our tents big enough, that the places where we gather are big enough for anyone who wants to come in. Now, that being said, the Lord may want to gather people into this church who think differently than maybe you do or maybe I do. Maybe they have different political opinions. Maybe they dress differently than you and I do. Maybe they believe slightly different than you and I do. Maybe those people look a little different than you and I do. Maybe they sin differently than you and I do. Maybe their lifestyle is a little different than yours is or mine. And my friends, that is beautiful. It is wonderful. It is exactly what the Lord would have us do. He is trying to gather his children home to him. The best way he can do that is through the gospel of Jesus Christ, through people making covenants with him, with the power of the restored priesthood. People need the church, and God is trying to gather his people home, all of them. But in order for him to do that, then we have to make sure that there is room for all his children in our churches, that no one feels ostracized, that no one feels left out that no one feels less than or put aside because maybe they're a little different than you or I. God is asking us here to make room for his children because he is working so hard to bring them home to him. I would hate, absolutely hate for the reason why some of his children don't get home is because I didn't make room for them to come. Our father in heaven does not place conditions upon coming unto him. 
He invites all to come unto him, no matter how they look, dress, act, believe, vote, live. He invites all to come unto him. And when they've come unto him, he invites them to repent. That is the only condition to come unto Christ and to repent. And that process works best in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Tom Christofferson, Elder Christofferson's brother, once said, Our responsibility is to create a loving, welcoming environment for the Spirit to work. Everything else is up to the Lord. Our love shouldn't be qualified based on someone else's repentance. My friends, we don't worry about where someone else is in the repentance process. We just enlarge our tent, make it big enough for them to come, and let their repentance be between them and the Lord. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not saying that we should change our standards, change our beliefs to accommodate. No, we hold firm on our belief and we hold firm on our standards, but we are not the ones responsible for calling others to repentance. We are not the ones responsible to judge other people's actions or lifestyles or beliefs. Our only responsibility when it comes to other people, the only thing we've been asked to do by the Lord when it comes to other people, is to love them, to invite them in, to enlarge our stakes, and through our love assist God in gathering them home to Him. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.